What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cougar Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cougar, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. I hope everybody's having a beautiful today. Uh, a beautiful day today, if I can talk. Uh, trying to look at too many things at once. Um, today, we're going to talk about what they don't tell you about ex evangelicals and the deconstruction movement. So, this is going to be a very important episode today. I'm going to be speaking definitely from the heart um, with stuff I've gone through with my life journey, my deconstruction journey. I'm actually going to take my shoes off here, so I might drop in height a little bit there, but uh, try to get comfortable, get loose, relax into it. So um, I hope this is a great meditative time for everyone, but I also um want to really be honest about the fact that this is not going to be an easy episode. I am going to speak from the heart. I am not against anyone, any church people, any Christians, anything like that. Okay. But this is kind of my um, coming into the light video, if you will, just talking about my experience deconstructing what's going on in my life. Um, it has been quite the journey. And um, we're going to talk about some stuff today. Even the image we have behind me today, um, the AI image that we generated for today, I think is a sublime representation of how I felt and how I still often feel going through deconstruction. And um, I think people think that deconstruction is destruction, and it's not. And uh, I had Bob Peck on yesterday. We talked about his book, Original Sin is a Lie. And I wanted to get deeper into that today, just on my own accord here, and really talk about what they're not telling you. Um, I cannot find good, balanced, um, honest, open conversation about this online. There is either a big push to, even if you're deconstructed, to still try to be a Bible-believing believer, which is going to be difficult. There is still a push that if you're deconstructed, then you're taking other people to hell with you. Um, that I have a problem with as well. So there, there's a lot of different things to this equation, and this is a hot button topic. So please, if you like the conversation today, if you like what I'm talking about, you appreciate the honesty, you appreciate the openness, please consider dropping a star. Um, you can drop stars, uh, drop, you know, 100 stars, drop a 1000 stars, 10,000 stars, whatever you guys feel led to do, that really helps uh, me grow this channel that helps uh, what I'm doing here. So you can also give gifts over here on TikTok, um, super chats on YouTube as well, um, wherever you're at. So the, those are greatly appreciated and they really help what I'm doing here because again, um, I'm a full-time content creator. Um, I discuss faith, spirituality, and paranormal every day on the Cub Cooker Supernatural podcast. If you want to listen to that at any point, you can scan the code right here take you over to Spotify where you can listen directly on Spotify. You can also find it on Apple as well. Uh, Spotify has the video version of it now as well. So if you want to watch the video or even listen to it while you're in the car, uh, that's a great place to go over there as well. So thank you guys so much for the support. Um, we're going to go ahead and get into uh, today's uh, discussion, if you will. And so I've got a bunch of different points here. Uh, number one, when it comes to discussing the supernatural realms, one item of interest that keeps popping up is ex-evangelicals and the deconstruction movement. Um, so personally, um, I think that it's time we have just a really honest conversation about this. 
Um, like I said, there's strong opinions on both sides of the equation here, and I don't think anybody has really stopped to think about what this represents. And I think it represents something really bold, something really beautiful. Um, it's threatening to the church construct. It's also threatening to um, kind of the other other side of this, which is uh, more of the I don't know and I don't care about God or about any of these concepts type thing. Because now you have people that are spiritually charged entering um, in kind of an arena that was previously preoccupied by people who were just agnostic or atheistic and didn't even, you know, think about it that much. Uh, and, and maybe they did, but um, they were, again, unoccupied in that area by um, people that were, you know, maybe had been in the construct before. So, um, and when I say the construct, I have a lot of experience with church, with churchianity, with religiosity. I've been on every side of those walls from in the pew to uh, helping run the show, to helping design the show, to everything. Um, I mean, I literally have been all through that. So both personally, professionally, all different things. So again, I'm not here to, to talk, you know, anything negative on anyone, um, but I do have ground to stand on. I have seen, again, everything from how the sausage is made to actually having those uh, salvation experiences where you go down to the altar and you're crying and, oh, I need forgiveness and blah, blah, blah. And you have that emotional reaction. So I'm going to expose a lot of those things today, again, in a very responsible manner um, and really just speak from my authority um, as as myself and what I've been through. So uh, Dog Lover says, yes, you're blessed. Um, we are most humbled. Thank you so much, Dog Lover. I appreciate you being here. Alexandra, welcome. Appreciate you guys. Uh, like I said, if you want to see all the graphics and stuff, you can jump over to YouTube or Facebook to watch the full broadcast at any point. So um, when it comes to deconstructing Christianity and becoming an ex-evangelical, proponents often highlight several potential benefits. It's important to note that these views can vary among individuals um, and not all ex-evangelicals may agree on these points. Uh, but here's some commonly expressed uh, points. And I, I think, you know, these are good. Um, I'm going to look at the pros today and I'm also going to share the cons with that too, like the, the, the struggles I've had. So good morning from Australia, Maryland, 3, uh, 25 AM in Australia. Oh my gosh, Maryland, uh, will bless you for being up and listening today. We really appreciate it. So number one on the list is personal autonomy. Deconstructing Christianity and leaving evangelicalism can grant individuals the freedom to explore their own beliefs, values, and spirituality without feeling constrained by rigid dogmas and doctrines. That is so true, guys. That is so true. What's up, Jim's by Joey? Welcome. Welcome, Annie. How are you doing? Annie says hearts. Thank you, Annie, for the golden hearts. Uh, love you, my friend. Thank you guys so much for being here today. Love that we've got our tribe in the house today. Um, so for me, you know, the rigid dogmas, that's something that I still deal with. Um, I have friends and family that still push those on me. Uh, well, how can you turn your back on your Lord and Savior? You're going to lead people to hell, blah, blah, blah. And I don't mean to make light of that, because here's the deal. These people really believe that. They really, they know in their heart of hearts that I am leading people to hell and that I'm giving eternal damnation to other people by offering an alternative way. And that's one of the things I've been accused of among, you know, all kinds of other heretical things um, of that I'm leading people to hell. And when they need an alternative, 
um, I'm there to give them this lie and fallacy rather than the truth. And um, here's the deal. A, I don't agree with that. And B, I don't play by those rules uh, because I am deconstructed. I also watched a bunch of videos today on Kevin Max from DC Talk. He's one of my absolute favorite singers in the world. I love his voice when I was growing up and I listened to DC Talk. Um, I was just so drawn to him and his energy. And then here I am later in life and I definitely identify with a lot of what he's gone through um, and, and can really understand his music on a level that um, I don't think a whole lot, you know, a whole lot of people in the Christian tradition do. And, and they um, kind of have proved that through just go to YouTube and look at, you know, Kevin Mack's deconstruction. And you're going to see all manner of these accusations about him and how he's, um, you know, taking what he wants from the Bible and he's uh, not really a Christian and blah, blah, blah. And, and I just want to stop there and say that um, if you're believing in a book and a doctrine that that's going to tell people who's a real Christian and who's not, uh, who's a real believer, who's not, who's really saved and who's not. Um, that's your ego talking, baby. That's your ego talking. And I'm going to tell you right now, that ego gets ugly. It gets nasty. It hurts people. Um, I've been ruled by my ego. In fact, I worship the God of the ego. Uh, you can see a lot of that God throughout the Old Testament as well as in the New Testament. But what Jesus was speaking of was a God that's transcendent, a transcendent being, an all-pervading being um, in spirit and in truth. And that's a much different God to serve. So uh, oftentimes I get argued with, people argue with me and say, oh, well, you know, there's only one true God. Yeah, okay, sure. Well, show it, show him. Let me, let me see him. Well, it's this and this and that. Well, those are all contradictory. Well, he's dynamic. No, 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 no. The truth is simple. The truth is pure. The truth is not uh, this enigma that you have to decode. The truth is actually right in front of your face. In uh, the Gospel of Thomas, Jesus literally says to recognize what is in front of you and all will be revealed. And, and that's what I'm talking about with Jesus being directly in front of you. Um, and so when people look at me and they go, oh, you're you're deconstructed. You're not a real Christian. And that's fine. I honestly don't identify as a Christian, but I do identify as a follower, a devotee of Jesus. Um, and again, that doesn't make me a Christian because the, the common Christian definition is um, death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior, blah, blah, blah. We are all, none of us are worthy of the kingdom, blah, blah, blah. And I don't believe any of that, by the way, because that literally was made up by Rome. We talked to uh, Bob Peck yesterday and we went and talked about Paul um, and all the TIs, you know, Titus, Timothy, those types of books in the Bible. Those are all pseudepigrapha, meaning that someone else wrote it pretending to be Paul. Um, by the way, there is a ton of pseudepigrapha within the Bible. There's also a ton of mythology. And so when people come at me and they say, this is the word of God. It literally nowhere in that Bible says it's the word of God. And in fact, the word used for word in the Greek, if you're referring to the New Testament version of that, is the word, um, it's uh, logos, L-O-G-O-S in Greek. And it means the divine expression or the computation of God. So that is not a spoken word. Um, often it's used in, in that tense, but... Um, it's not actually a spoken word like we think of it. Now, the word would be the divine alm, the vibration of God. 
And so when you're, if you're going to read the word of God, you better get in tune. You better get in high vibration. You better get in love. You better hear directly from that Holy Spirit that we speak of or that you've heard of. So uh, thank you so much, my friend. That's a really kind comment. I appreciate you guys. Uh, Vonson says, Cub, you are a light in these dark times. I appreciate your insights. Thank you, my friend. Jennifer says, hearts. Thank you so much. And Annie says, always. Teresa says, hey. Hey, Teresa. Uh, try to give you guys shout outs if I can as I as I ramble on here. But uh, Honeybee says, hey, fam. Dog lovers on. Rennie, thank you. The truth is the way. Absolutely, Rennie. Um, and so that's what I want to help you guys do today is like, how do you decode truth? And one of the things is critical thinking. So ex-evangelicals often emphasize the value of critical thinking and questioning deeply held beliefs. They believe that examining and challenging their faith can lead to a more intellectually honest and authentic worldview. Raise your hand if that's you, um, because that's me. When I decided to do this, it was the most authentic thing I've ever done in my life. Okay, you don't understand this till you get to that point when you're like, I'm done. I'm done with all the BS, the belief systems. I'm done with this church telling me this, this friend telling me that, this person focusing on this. And I'm going to look at what Jesus himself said. And I don't care about anyone else's opinion, even if it's in the Bible. So the four books that I actually care about in the Bible are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um which we know even one of those books has stuff added to it. So um, I care about looking, laying all of those out, looking at the essence of the message, the basic philosophy of the message. Then I read things like the Bhagavad Gita, the Dhammapadas, um, and I get into the Eastern philosophy and understand that that is exactly 100% verbatim what Jesus was teaching. And when you begin to understand that Eastern mystic philosophy, you start to de deconstruct all the other poisonous um, and and honestly trauma-inducing belief systems that are woven throughout all these different traditions. And again, I'm not blaming anyone for this. I'm not saying it's anyone's fault or that your pastor is, is evil or anything like that. I am not saying that whatsoever. Um, however, um, I do want to uh, make sure that you guys understand that this is like an open-minded, loving conversation. I have a lot of pastors that are still really good friends. So um, Christian says, new to YouTube chat. How can I see the full comments you're posting? They're being cut off. Um, I try to bring them up on the screen here. Um, I'm not sure why they're cutting off. Um, it's through a restream software here. So um, yeah, I don't know if you're on YouTube. Um, hopefully you can see them on the screen here. Like when I bring this one up, you should be able to see most of the comment there. So um anyway so the screen is kind of i basically post them in the comments so that i can bring them back up on the screen that's just kind of how the software works so saves me making a bunch of slides so anyway i just want to finish on number two here critical thinking again that's something that i really really value i am not an intellectual um you don't have to be an intellectual you don't have to be the smartest guy in the room or gal in the room to to get this. You just have to be honest and open about, hey, I don't know. And why does a, a particular angle of belief about a story change my eternal salvation? What would change that eternal salvation is my agreement with the fact that I'm loved, I'm forgiven, um, and I'm good enough. To me, that's what, and that's not out of pride or ego at all. And by the way, the people that really get there, including myself, 
you cannot have ego in that belief system. It is not a haughty, high, higher than thou uh, belief system where you're like, well, I'm good enough. I'm blah, blah, blah. You know, and you people don't. And that's not what it is. That's what, and, and a lot of people think that that's what it is. But if you know me, like our tribe knows me, my friends in the creator space knows me. Um, there's There's a lot of people that think they know me that they don't know me at all because I've never been completely clear about what my honest thoughts and belief systems are because I wasn't clear with myself. I was playing a part and rereading a script that I was given the whole time, even when I would witness to people, because that's what one of the big evangelical things is, is get them to go to church with you, get, a, get them in the system, right? Um, so, you know, I think that's really, really important is like, try to understand where everybody's coming from. And that's one of the things with critical thinking is we're not over here judging people. I'm not judging you because you go to church and you identify as a Bible believing Christian. But what I, when we do have an issue is when I have an idea that goes outside of your comfort zone and then you judge me for it and you're doing exactly what you're not supposed to do under the core philosophy of the person that you call your savior. Um, and again, this is not a me against you, but I'm going to play devil's advocate today because that's the ground I'm standing on here because I am outside of that tradition now. I don't have to play by those rules. I can be authentic. I can share my experience in respect, obviously, in a responsible manner. And there's some people that are not doing that. They're out here ranting and raving. Oh, the evangelicals are bubble. And I'm not I'm not that guy. I'm not going to do that. But what I'm going to tell you today is what nobody's going to tell you. You're not going to hear it from either side. This is literally the middle path I'm sharing with you today. Number three um, is, let me bring it up here. Um, okay, there we go. Number three, emotional and mental well-being. Some ex-evangelicals assert that leaving behind aspects of evangelical teachings such as guilt, shame, fear, or harmful teachings related to sexuality can contribute to um, improved emotional and mental well-being. Um, now, I completely agree with that. You guys know I am a LGBTQ supporter here. Um, I love you no matter what. Um, I want you to have a good marriage no matter what. I want you to love yourself. I want you to love your partner. I want you to serve communities. I want you to be happy. I want you to know that you're enough and that you're good. And that is not because that's a popular message. That's because I literally have friends and family members that are in that community um, I have been a part of that through doing theater and stuff my whole life. Um, but, you know, that that doesn't really make it where that would be my belief system just by doing theater, if that makes sense. I'm married. I'm married to a woman. I love my wife very much, but I can still uh, support and, and believe that there is absolutely no reason in all the stuff within the Bible you got to look at what God they were serving. That was a God that was absolutely unaliving babies and people and animals and wanted gold and silver. He came down in fire and smoke. He was judgmental. He was like an alcoholic uncle, not a loving God that Jesus was speaking of. And that's when, when people talk about, especially who are outside the church and they say, well, what about the Christian God? What about the biblical God? Well, what about the Old Testament God? Well, God changed in the New Testament. He didn't change. It's a different God. And you have to wrap that around your mind that maybe just possibly for 2000 years, we've been confused on what God is. And maybe even before that, they were confused on what God is. And when ascended masters dropped into the matrix, 
people like Buddha, Krishna, Jesus, and many, many, many others. They're called avatars. They get it deeply and they can also do the quantum magic, which can change anything in the matrix because they know they have complete authority and none of this is real. And so even in the Old Testament, the word Elohim is used and you guys have to understand, and I'm going to preach for a second here. You got to understand that that is used plural in multiple cases. It's talking about a divine council, a bunch of gods who are genetic modifiers, terraformers, and creating a slave race on this planet. And I'm not talking about one race, by the way. I'm talking about all of us. We're all under that. That beast system that everyone's afraid of in, in the Revelation, the book of Revelation, is all that we're living in. It's, it's what we've always been in, and we don't recognize it. And it's only when you go outside and you connect with the trees and the flowers and the plants and the animals and the birds, and you realize that we are one and that I am my neighbor because there's only one being. There is one child of God because I'm it. You're it. This world is the illusion of duality and the truth is one. And that's what I'm talking about. This gets into metaphysics. This gets deep down the rabbit hole. And so it's really, really important, guys, that you open your heart up and you love your neighbor, no matter who they're married to, no matter who they're dating. There's no such thing as a biblical lifestyle. That's a, a lie made up to make sure that you're kept in line amongst a ton of other lies. And it's just one of those things that creates dissension that keeps your energy focused on arguing with your neighbor and not actually loving them. And I've literally watched churches split because of this. It's happening right now. It happened last year and the year before and the year before and the year before. And it's happening all over the world. People are splitting because of this belief system, because they're somehow afraid that how their neighbor lives affects their spiritual walk. Rather than loving them completely, walking with them as Jesus did, Jesus wasn't trying to change anybody. And even in the gospel of Mary Magdalene, Jesus says, there is no sin. There is only sin because you do things like dot, dot, dot. It's when you screw each other over. It's when you take from your neighbor. It's when you hold their salvation in your hands instead of letting it be their own path. That is what is sin. By the way, that's called being out of vibration with the divine alm with God. Somebody says, don't be surprised when you find out that ISIS or the goddess Isis is the Holy Spirit. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, all of those are different avatars of the Divine Father, the Divine Mother. And all these mythologies go way, 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 way back so that we can try to understand the esoteric representation of the world that is happening within us. And anything that we see historically that happened when they had gods come down and pyramids were built and all of this stuff, those are physical Elohim, those are watcher angels, those are extraterrestrial deities, gods that we do not understand because we're not seeing them right now. I think we're going to again very soon, actually. To me, uh, sin is anything that keeps our vibration down. Absolutely, Joey. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I got you, brother. I got you. So for me, uh, Vonson says, amen. Absolutely. Um, Navi says, they speak of many gods. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. You know, and when people, they argue, well, it's, it's one God, it's one God. Well, the, the one true God doesn't agree with dot, dot, dot. You are reading within the Bible about multiple gods 
could be dozens, could be hundreds of different gods, by the way. Um, we don't know. But if you go back, look at the Canaanite pantheon and the Old Testament God Yahweh was one of the children under El and Asherah. You go back before that, look at the Sumerian, the Babylonian. You're going to hear about Enki and Enlil. Enki and Enlil are two brothers, two half-brothers. One of them is the god of water and magic. One of them is the god of the air and the lord of the command. By the way, Yahweh was the lord of the air too. He came down. He was always coming down, coming down on a mountain, coming down to do something. Um, we've got to understand these are all different representations, different cultural understandings of these spiritual truths. And when you, you got to look at the root and look at the fruit, just like Jesus talked about. And so when I look at a God, I look at what did that, what did that God do? Was it a good fruit? Well, it was a sovereign act and he waged war because it was sovereign. He unalived all those people because he had to accomplish. No, that is not my God guys. And by the way, that is not the God Jesus talks about. That is not the father. And then you get a book like revelation that they have no idea who wrote it, by the way. I'm not saying there's not some stuff in there that maybe has happened or maybe will happen. Maybe it was a, a psychic vision. Maybe it was a psychedelic vision. I don't know. But you're looking at an apocalyptic work, just like the work in the book of Enoch. You're seeing some of the same themes. We know that the book of Enoch is not canonized. It's not within the, the regular westernized Holy Bible. And the reason is, is it's A, it's weird, and B, it's a very cultural representation of a bunch of mishmashed mythologies, mishmashed mythologies, if I can spit that word out today. Um, all music uh, all music artists sing about the dream you have after you are unalive. They sing about the same thing. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so anyway, yeah, Martin, what's up, brother? I didn't see you, Martin. Thank you for the gifts. Um, Martin says, I battle shame. My ego loves me to cast thoughts of self-shame, but uh, I am not my thoughts. Dude, brother, absolutely, my friend, absolutely. Uh, there's no being better or worse uh, than anyone. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, my newer understanding of God is he is a neutral force, a neutral force that loves us in love and light. Uh, if we can divine feminine, divine masculine, receive and give in the same light. Um, that's the hardest place to be, by the way, guys, when we, we have to think about these, these hard concepts of what if God is formless? What if he's nameless? What if he, she doesn't even have a gender? What if, what if none of that matters? And everything we're experiencing here is the split duality in the three-dimensional realm because we don't have a clue. When you see these extraterrestrials, you see that they don't have any type of reproductive organs. Um, and so that makes you think, well, okay, so that's, well, how did in the book of Enoch, they actually have, you know, humans? Well, you're, you're, you're talking about genetic modification. And so them having children wasn't necessarily actually taking wives they could be genetically splicing right um also we could be talking about different types of characters we could literally be talking about some of these gods that we served are literally people like us but they have technology they have psychic abilities they're highly ascended highly evolved doesn't mean they're good or evil but it does mean that they understand how to manipulate everything in this 3d realm and they became our gods because they were astronauts coming to our planet or interdimensional travelers coming to our planet. Um, 
So I hope that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, Victor, absolutely. Yeah, those songs are wild. Those are wild. Yeah. I, I mean, it's all told to us. So Ricky says, nice work, Cup. Thank you, my friends. Uh, Jay Christopher says, here we go. Um, let's see. Victor says, many people across the border are on the same journey, seeking their own perspective on spiritual peripherals, self-cognitant human, humanitarians, LOL. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, here we are, we're, we're all trying to figure it out together, right? Uh, we're looking for our own perspective um, on what might be going on in the spirit realms, because none of us really knows because we're still trapped in this physical realm, which by the way, we should enjoy. We should make the most of it. We should try to help as many people as possible because we're helping ourselves. And once we get to a place of love and a higher vibration, you start to see magic happening in the world. People can look at you and go, oh, that's cognitive dissonance. That person's insane. They're just making up their own self-fulfilling prophecies. You're darn right we are because that's actually how reality works. And that, my friends, right here at the middle mark is what they don't want you to know. That is what they don't want you to know. Real quick, if you want the shirt, I am opening up the tribe. Hopefully later today, I've had some things I had to do on the back end to reprogram some things. We're adding some options to it. Um, so the shirts are still open. I had several people say they wanted them. We've sold a handful of them. I'm really appreciative for that. But if you want the shirt, go grab it now. Um, it's actually a really rad shirt. Um, and I'll show you guys a close up of it. Um, right here it is. So it's got the Cub Cooker Supernatural logo on it. This is Dimitri. He's my spirit animal. He reps the channel. It's got our logo on it. Very understated, beautiful shirts. I did four different colors. I love these colors. You've got the forest green, you've got the navy blue, you've got the charcoal, and then you've got the really, really rad purple. Guys, even I love the purple. So uh, ladies, I know you love the purple, but um, but even for me, I'm like, man, I may have to get a purple one too. So 100% cotton, light steel, 90%, 10% polyester. So um, every merch sale directly supports more of my innovative spiritual content. You can check it out. It's going to take you right over here to my spring shop. Boom. You can grab it. All you got to do is pick your color here. Uh, pick your size. There's also tall sizes, guys that are tall or big. You can get your tall sizes. Cause like me, I got to have two X tall. Cause I normally, you know, wash things so much that they're eventually going to shrink out. Um, uh, even though these shouldn't shrink too much, but um, I just like to have a little bit of extra, extra shirt on me, um, with my build. So you guys, uh, that might like that. And then the gray is really pretty too. So y'all go check it out. You add it to the cart, um, use this code ship free right now. I'm going to actually give that to you. Just drop it in, uh, in the bottom there when you go to checkout and then boom, you've got free shipping. I'm taking care of the shipping for you. So you don't have to worry, um, about what you're paying on that. So. Um, and then shipping could take anywhere from a week to a few weeks, depending on where you live and where they're at in the print cycle. So if you want to upgrade it and get it a lot faster, you can upgrade shipping. So, uh, but I'll pay for the basic shipping for you guys. Those directly support this channel. So I have to push them because I have to make a living from this. You get paid when you go to work. I come to work here every day with authentic, open-minded, open-hearted content, well-researched, well-prepared try to give you guys awesome value that a lot of people are not doing. So anyway, I'll leave that up on the screen for anybody that wants it right now. Um, as we move on here, um, we got a lot of comments here, so that that's great. Um, 
Uh, Ricky says, got to go uh, be well. Um, yeah, David says, when they ask Christ, who should we serve? Um, Christ as for a coin. Uh, who's on its face? Caesar's on my coins. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So like you think about who uh, the God of mammon, right? Uh, the God of money. And it's not just money. It's power, control, the, the whole construct. It's literally the God of this world. Uh, and that's what people don't, under, don't understand. You look at the old gods, they were the gods of this world. They had the authority on this earth, right? Like they were um, building through us because we ultimately had authority. There was a spiritual agreement, which you see a little bit about in the Old Testament, where we had authority over the birds and the trees and the land. We have authority over the natural world. But then you have these gods, they come and build the construct. Again, this is what they're not telling you. This construct, the construct um, is not what you think it is. It's not built by the spirit God. It's built um, by the physical gods. And then they avatar through us because they have technology that can tap into people. They literally, I believe, have different, um, different lines of people that they essentially breed on this planet to kind of take their authority on this planet. This is literally a massive chess game for these higher beings that are running this world. You hear about it in the Gnostic tradition, the Yalda Bayoth, uh, the Demiurge, that type of thing. So anyway, this is just my understanding of it. But by the way, that makes a whole lot more sense than uh, anything I've ever heard in a church pew. Um or even in a mega church or whatever. I've been to every kind of church from traditional and uh, to super open, like whatever. So, um, and then I'm going to talk about this too. And I'm, I'm not trying to harp on this too much today, but I really, really, I think there's just a really, really unfortunate closed-minded belief system around this. Even in the spiritual community of people who have deconstructed, there's still a lot of, I believe, oppression on the LGBTQ rights movement um so gender equality racial justice i mean come on guys these are all these should be basic human rights and i'm not here to get political at all but i'm saying love your freaking neighbor i don't care what they look like i don't care who they're married to um love them just love them and quit judging them quit judging them jesus said i didn't come to judge this world so why are you trying to do his job for him right uh so increased inclusivity you guys know we are an inclusive community community here. We are multicultural, multi-race, multi-orientation. I will be an outspoken proponent for whoever you want to marry, whatever your lifestyle wants to be, as long as it's legal, as long as it's loving, as long as you're not hurting other people. And I don't mean legal like in some of the countries where, you know, it's against the law to be LGBTQ, which I think is an absolute travesty. And again, um, I just want you to know I love you. And it's hard right now if you are LGBTQ um, to find a spiritual community. And I want you to know you have a home here. And I mean that. We love you. So um, Dream Star Oracle. Yeah, I'm back. I don't know why TikTok glitched out for a minute here. Sorry about that. So um, yeah, and I'll get to you, uh, uh, Williams, here in just a second. Great question, by the way. So um, so anyway, inclus inclusivity, we should be inclusive every time. If, if you have a church, if you have a spiritual group, whatever it is, nobody should feel outed. Nobody should feel outside the group. Okay. And, and that's what, when I started building what I'm doing here, even with my content, okay, it's, we don't have a church or anything. We're just a crew of people that love each other. 
We've got our patron tribe. It's people that support what I'm doing. We have different tiers of it, just like any content creator. We even do live calls on the weekend with one of our tiers. And that is the place where we're doing the work. We're loving each other. We're working through things. And I don't care. We, we have Christian witches in there. We have agnostics in there. Uh, we have people in there that are running their own businesses. We have people in there that are undecided on their spirituality. We have deconstructed individuals. We have Buddhists in there. Uh, we have mystics in there, like literally all over the place. So that's what I'm talking about, about inclusivity is unfortunately, a lot of times when you look at the Bible as a whole, there is so much political and economic control built into it for a time and place that is not now, that's still being used right now, by the way, that people lose sight of the very essence. By the way, did you know that only a few percent of the Holy Bible has the words of Jesus in it? A whole religion, you got 66 books in it. Think about that number for a minute, 666. You got 66 books in it. And most of them are to give you a dogmatic narrative on how you're supposed to live and how you're supposed to fall in the line, what the right way to do things is. And then you get to the message of Jesus and it's only like two or 3% of the whole Bible. You got a handful of red letter words in there that are actually what this master taught, actually what he said, actually what he believed. And then we have a bunch of other scriptures that we found that people, especially within the church tradition, don't even want to look at because they're heretical. It's called the Nag Hammadi scriptures, Gospel of Thomas, Gospel of Philip, Gospel of Mary Magdalene, a bunch of different gospels with the words of Jesus or Yeshua. And we want to ignore those because no, 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 those are heretical. They're not in the word of God. No, no, no. You're the word of God if you align with it. Martin says, uh, great comment, Martin. Martin says, as a culture, America has gotten lost uh, in the sight of personal liberty. We are free to live uh, as we please, so long as we don't interfere with other things, with others' right to do the same. Uh, you do you and let others do them. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's very, very true. Like, you know, everybody wants to argue. And it's like, have we lost our freedoms because we're arguing? And that's the deal. Like, I, I really don't understand it, guys. Like, I, I, I have zero judgment for anyone in the LGBTQ or your race or your religion. Like, I literally don't care. I am really good friends with a Buddhist. I'm really good friends with a Hindu. I'm really good friends with a guy that's so deconstructed, he doesn't have any time, any thought for any kind of religion beyond the religion of the self. And I love him. And I don't think he's wrong, by the way. I don't think he's wrong because I would rather be real than right. I would rather have real relationships and a real open mind and a real open heart and really experience some miracles and really experience an experiential data set of who God actually is. Interesting fellow says, will the apocalypse be a self-fulfilling prophecy? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because if you're it, if you're the only child of God, you decide when. And by the way, apocalypse means unveiling or to take the lid off of. So I've already been going through an apocalypse, by the way. You may see it out in the world. You may see shadows in other people's lives. But I've already been going through my second coming of Christ within, through my apocalypse, through my deconstruction. And, and it's beautiful, by the way. And it has been one of the hardest things I've ever gone through, by the way. By the way. 
Uh, yeah, great point. Debbie says, um, uh, he said, love your neighbor. Um, he also said, love your enemy and those who hate you. He never said to judge others, just love. Great, great point, Debbie. Love that comment. I'm going to pop it up there. You know, Debbie knows what's up. Not trying to call anyone out here, but you, you commented publicly, so I'm going to share it. Um, you guys that make negative comments, I try not to share them, A, for the quality of the show, and B, I don't like to call people out if you're being a jerk. So, um, But Debbie, great comment. Love that. Yeah, just love. Like literally the whole law can be summed up in one word, just love. Honeybee says, guess what? We are all right when it comes to your spiritual beliefs and what works for you. Absolutely. Many paths, one ocean. Uh, as long as you're looking for the ocean, you're on the right path, guys. You're on the right path. Hi, fam, bam. What is up, Missy? Welcome. Missy's in the house. Marilyn says it's proof. Um, everything is connected. When I receive an email uh, or conversation in a separate room to my mobile phone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, serendipities are, this is more proof of the matrix, right? And the more aware you become, the more gnosis you have of who you really are and what all this other BS belief systems is. And you start to break free. You start to find that all these other things look more like this. All the dirt on the ground and the trash and all the tradition upon tradition upon tradition upon tradition upon twisting upon manipulation upon control upon politic upon economy upon this upon that upon everything and it's all a temple that's falling apart and then you look at your own body and you go yeah i'm a temple falling apart too but you look at yourself and you realize i've always been here i don't know how but I've always been here and I'm awake now and I'm going to, as we go through the shaking, I'm going to do my best to help awaken others to their own authentic experience of this. And guys, I love you. I want you to know that this is not a religious channel, but for some weird reason, I've been tasked spiritually with kind of this, Speaking on both sides here, speaking in the spirituality, the paranormal, the faith area. And again, my content is for the masses. This is for anybody. This is not church. This is not religion. This is just an authentic exploration of what the heck are we all doing here? And how did this even happen? I mean, the fact that you even exist is literally a miracle upon a miracle upon a miracle. Even if you just look at it scientifically, it's still wild that you're here. It's still a miracle. An interesting fellow says, I love it. Keep it up. Thank you so much. God established religion for a reason. Uh, the gods established religions. Yeah. Um, God, or what I call the supreme being, the Brahman in Hindu, source, um, the all-pervading being. Um, he didn't establish, she didn't establish religion. It established truth in you and good in you. Uh, Missy says, same, we are bridging the gap. Absolutely. Yeah, and Missy put a um, crystal ball, a puzzle, and some hallelujah hands. Absolutely, my friend. Uh, Dreamstar Oracle says, absolutely, we are miracles. Missy says, bridging the gap between spiritualism and religion. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, 
and spiritual practice is so important, guys, in my, in my humble opinion. So expanded spirituality. Let's let's get into this. Um, this is really where the rubber met the road for me, if you will. So expanded spirituality. Some ex-evangelicals find that deconstructing their Christian beliefs opens up opportunities to explore other spiritual practices, religions, traditions, and philosophical frameworks expanding their understanding of the divine and fostering a broader sense of interconnectedness. Can I get an amen? This is what I've literally been through. 2020 was when I made my agreement with the divine source. I said, Godfather, mother, whatever you want to call it. I know you're there. I know there's truth there. I know there's something outside of all of this that I don't understand and that I am not getting told the truth on within the construct, within church, within religion, within whatever, even within my Bible. And I said, I'll look anywhere. I don't care whatever rock you tell me to look under. And by the way, if there's a little bit in everything, I'll look in everything and I'll give all of this up. My business, my house, my car, my life as I knew it, if you just lead me to truth. Lead me to the truth and let me begin my life's work because I'm done. And when you talk about an expanded understanding, a new religious philosophies and frameworks, and and I don't know, that, that prayer was literally the catalyst that opened up the door for what I'm doing here. It allowed me to step into my life's work, which, by the way, is a culmination of a lifetime. And by the way, the last three years, the shadow work I've done internally to forgive myself and others has been real and raw and something you probably don't want to experience in your life. But by the way, you're going to have to go through it if you're going to find truth. You'll have to give everything up. You'll have to go home, sell everything, give the money to the poor and go and follow the one who actually said the words. Not what Paul said, not what the Old Testament says, not what your pastor says, not what the church or even the Bible says. But if you understand at the heart and the core of who you really are, the being that is Christ already within you. And what those red letters in that book say, which, by the way, is a very small part of that. But if you alchemize and you get the essence and the philosophy and the experience of that true love. Nothing else can ever confuse you, derail you get you to go off track or get you lost in some other religion. You can look at all of it and go, Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. But what about this? Yeah, that's just tradition. They're just confused. It's just ignorance. They're just ignoring the data. There's so much data over here. They're just ignoring that. Well, the science actually says this, and you can stand on that, not because you're so smart, but because you you got it right here. You got it right here. And that's really what I wanted to share today is this expanded understanding. And that's what they don't want you to know. I've got two more here before we jump off. Thank you guys for the comments, by the way. Steven says, amen. Martin says, amen. Paige says, I'm pretty much just uh, here because I really want to know what we really, really, really are. Like on a quantum level, I got to share that page. Like on a quantum level, but I believe spiritual spirituality is half of it because really, uh, what is all of this? Amen, my friend. Amen. It's exactly what we're exploring here, by the way. And you won't get those answers sitting in church. You won't get them 
reading a book. You're going to get them by getting out, loving people, experiencing life, and then waking up and realizing this is so weird. I have serendipities. I literally see God in everything now, and it is not a name and a face. And I can look at these characteristics of what some people say God is and say, that is not my God. That is the God of the ego. That is the God of the flesh. That is the God of this world. And all of those gods that are in these books or Old Testaments and other mythologies, they may, some of them may deserve honor because they actually did things to help humanity, right? You read the story of Enki. He was helping humanity, trying to save us, even when his brother was like, no, they're done. We're going to wipe them out. Then there was a war of the gods. And if you read Zachariah Sitchin's work, which I'm reading the Lost Book of Enki right now, it starts out and all of a sudden the gods are having this huge war with each other and the humans are collateral and the gods are going at it and they're dropping these things on the earth that are literally turning sand to glass. By the way, there's some archaeological evidence of that. You can go look it up. I'm not going to reference it for you now, but I've seen it on multiple TV shows. I've read multiple articles. There's certain areas in deserts where the sand has been turned to glass. How? some sort of laser, some sort of whatever. The Hindu calls it the Brahmastra, the big energy device that allows a god to reign over a planet. And then they give the technology to us. And what are we doing with it? Just each other. And I don't like talking about this because this this is where it gets hard, right? But I'm telling you, these are the belief systems that you have to deconstruct from if you're going to see the truth and stand outside of that and be an observer with no expectations other than I'm going to pour love into this world. I'm going to bless my enemies. Bless those that curse you, right? The perfect philosophy, by the way, is the philosophy of Jesus, Krishna, and Buddha. They're all the same, by the way. I'll focus on a little bit different angle, but it's all the core root spiritual philosophy that I am in the father and the father is in me. I am in the mother and the mother is in me. Um, Yeah. Coincidence is not a coincidence, right, Marilyn? I mean, that's a good point. Um, Sorry. I had to read that three times to try to understand the tense of what you were saying. My, My apologies. Um, coincidence, right? Uh, coincidence. Is it really a coincidence when they happen over and over and over and over? By the way, you'll think you're crazy. Other people think you're crazy. Maybe you are. Maybe I am. But again, I'd rather be real, really crazy than try to be right. I'm right. You don't understand. I know this. This is what the blah, blah, blah says. This is what I mean, I heard a guy today rip a new one for Kevin Max. And again, I love Kevin Max, someone who's authentically, I believe, I don't know the guy. I'd love to have him on the show. Maybe I will sometime. But he was very authentic about his deconstruction and just looking at things as a whole. And he's just getting completely, completely torn apart by literal Christian YouTube channels. And I'm like, where's the love in that? And they're like, he's not one of us. What do you mean? We're all one of each other. I am one with the force and the force is one with me, Martin. Absolutely, brother. Right out of Star Wars. I mean, you want to understand what God actually is? Go watch Star Wars. 
You want to understand what you actually live in? Go watch The Matrix. By the way, they tell you the truth in all the movies. That's canon. That's scripture, in my opinion. That's how I watch life, by the way. I'm a student of life. Let's see. It's pattern recognition because you are seeing the language of the universe. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with that said, Urban Floral, what's up? Welcome. Um, blast us with that Cub Tribe Truth Laser. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Uh, Urban Floral, I appreciate you, my friend. Sorry, Martin, not to leave you on the screen there too long. Um, so let me get into where was my next point? I think I put it on the screen. Um, yeah, here you go. This, this is important too. Authenticity and integrity, leaving in evangelicalism can enable individuals to align their beliefs and values more closely with their own personal convictions, allowing them to live more authentically and with greater sense of integrity. Yes, yes, and yes, okay? Now, one might argue, well, no, the church teaches all of these, you know, things that give you integrity. Well, it never did for me. And I'm not saying, you know, I was a horrible person, but I know that I had some really mixed up belief systems, one of them about money, trying to run a business. I'm not worthy. I don't deserve money. Well, I need to give money to the church. Well, I need to do this. I need to serve more. I need to, I need to, I need to, I need to, instead of I am. So to get to a place of integrity, you got to get to a place of I am. When you know who you are, nothing you do is out of alignment with that. And by the way, I've had a lifetime of doing things that were out of alignment with who I am. And ultimately that is called sin because who you actually are is in the father, in the mother. You are actually a part of God is in and through all things, and you are the literal child of God. Not the religious God, by the way. I'm talking about the quantum God. Even if you just believe in science, you can literally follow the religion of science and understand that you are a child of the quantum. I am in the quantum, and the quantum is in me. The more we study, I believe we will find out that quantum has intelligence. It has its own mind. We also manipulate it just by observing it. It becomes what we need it to be, what we agree that it is. But I believe we will begin to understand that it actually is such a good force that it doesn't really like to be created in negative ways. In fact, it actually creates curses when you do that. It actually creates more war, more blood, more unalivement, more need for whatever. But when you wield that neutral creative force in love and you align with its will, the will of God, you guys get what I'm dropping here? This is like, this is, you're not going to hear this on the internet, okay? You're not going to hear this from a church channel. You're not going to hear this from a spirituality channel. This is, this is a very unique breed of faith, spirituality, and paranormal I'm sharing here. I literally just told you you can follow the religion of science and still find salvation. Honeybee says, boom, absolutely. Because the Christ is the conscious realization of that. That is the child. That is the salvation within you. And you go, no, 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 no. He, he was, you know, death, burial, resurrection. And if you want to believe that, that's fine. But if you're going to believe that, you have to adopt the idea. I fully believe you have to adopt the idea that Jesus was a blood sacrifice to a bloodthirsty God of old. 
a man like us, a different genetic version of humanity. We are crossed with animals genetically, and that entity is of some pure origin that we don't even understand that has a ton of technology, could literally blow the planet up if it wanted to. How does that make you sleep at night, by the way? You start hearing about all the alien disclosure and you realize maybe we're going to meet the gods we've been worshiping. Maybe all of these people who have been taken up in ships throughout the years, starting with Enoch in Lost Book of Anki. Anki's scribe is taken up into the craft. It's very clear that he's leaving the physical, natural domain of the earth and going into some sort of artificial room with what is called luminescence. So you can see to write, it's, it's obviously technology. He had no idea what he was getting into. He's spoken to kind of psychically, it's, it's called the voice or the spirit. He says, I'm in spirit, yet he knows he's there. All the people that go up in these ships, they just lose like two hours of their life and they barely remember anything. While they're there, they feel like they're in a psychedelic trip. They don't know what's going on. Every single report, guys. So when you read in the Bible and it says God took someone up, God gave them secrets, you better ask yourself what God. And you better ask yourself what God Jesus was sacrificed to. Because it says the wrath of God was poured out upon him for us. That's what a lot of people believe because that's what the text says. But what God? If we were the actual genetic property of an angry God, an angry egotistical God, and Jesus, born in truth and spirit, the quantum Christ coming to love humanity says, I'll take one for the team. And by the way, I fully understand who I am, and I am fully going to be a sacrifice to shut you up and to free my people. That's the story. That's the Easter story you should be hearing, by the way. Dreamstar Oracle says, what God indeed, not mine. And what I'm giving you guys today, this is some, some strong sauce, if you will. I know people that used to be my friends that will probably, if they ever listen to this message, will go, oh my God, he's lost it. He has lost it. He's evil. He's whatever. And that's fine. Because you'll get it one day. You'll get it. Or you won't and you'll be reincarnated and you'll start to get it later on and you'll go, who taught me that? Living authentically. That's what I'm trying to do, by the way. Again, spent my whole life living inauthentically, trying to align with belief systems that I thought were right rather than being real. By the way, I've had some prayers where I cussed God out. Even recently, because that's real, that's truth, that's spirit, and he can take it. And at the end of the day, I'm arguing with my higher self, sitting at the right hand of God, going, ego, why can't you get out of my way? And when I'm real with God, God, I don't understand why this is happening to me. God, when the, are you going to show up? That's real. And by the way, my God can take that. And still loves me to death, by the way. Still runs out of the house story of the prodigal son. 
Number seven, community and support. Many ex-evangelicals find solace and support in online or in-person communities or fellow deconstructors or individuals who have undergone similar faith transitions. These communities can offer understanding and encouragement. And um, I mean that, guys, not just about our community. There's other communities out there. You don't have to align with what we're doing. You don't have to join what we're doing. We would love for you to, but um, there's, there's a lot of other places out there. I'm just trying to be a voice for truth, a voice for giving you guys a place to understand that it's okay to ask these questions. You know, it's okay to be mad at God. You know, take a Friday, be mad at God, right? Because you know, he's going to come back and he's going to show you, hey, I actually do love you. Hey, you really need to get a different view of me. Hey, you're uh, you're angry at an ego, God. And I'm sitting here waiting for you to create into me, to create with me, to co-create with me, to be my child. So just know that you guys have community here. You have a safe space. Like I said, I'm going to open the tribe up later um hopefully later today if i can get the back end work done on it um and i've got there's gonna be three different options now for you guys all the way from like your streaming monthly basic membership you know just super affordable you don't have to worry about it no financial things in the way of you being able to get into our community all the way up to our premium one. So like I said, three simple options. And then the t-shirts won't even be on the website. So if you want a t-shirt, go grab you one. Um, real quick, just it's important to recognize that these perceived belief or perceived benefits are subject, uh, are subjective and may not apply universally to all ex-evangelicals. Basically, this is my opinion, and I'm not trying to speak on behalf of the class just on myself and some people that I know that, that we, we've gone through the same things. So, you know, do your own research. Um, any theory, do your own research. Here's the deal. If you don't hold the book of data, then you, you have no opinion. And, and if your opinion is based on what other people have told you, OPO, other people's opinions, you need to get your own opinion. You need to dig down and find that opinion. You need to take your Bible, sit it over here, say, I recognize there's a lot of cool stuff in that, but I'm going to go read the Lost Book of Enki. I'm going to go read the Enuma Elish. I'm going to read the Bhagavad Gita. I'm going to read the Dhammapada. And you go, what, what are all these words? I don't even understand that. Great. Start. If you want a reading list, I have one on my Amazon account. Message me and I will send you that reading list. You can go down it, What take whatever resonates with you. I just want to empower you and give you authority to say, I don't know, but I am on a journey to find out. And that does not negate my salvation by not knowing, by wanting to know more, by looking and authentically seeking. Uh, Sophia says, I would love to see your list, please. Absolutely, my friend. Let me grab it actually while I'm here and I'll drop it in the comments for you. Uh, I'm sure other people have that question. Um, it's an easy URL if I can remember it. Um, let's see. It's, I've got it posted in our tribe. I don't have it on the website currently. I may add it back to the bottom. But it is going to be um, on my Amazon. Amazon.com slash shop slash Jacob Cub Cooker. Jacob Cub Cooker. So my full name there. 
there it is in the comments. I'll bring it up on the screen for y'all. So anyway, amazon.com slash shop slash Jacob Cub Cougar. So my real name is Jacob, but my friends call me Cub and you should too. So anyway, it's a great reading list. In fact, uh, let me just show you guys real quick um, what's over there. Give you guys a, a quick sample of kind of what I, what I promote over there and some of the things I really dig. Um, I'm not affiliated with any of these, but I do get a little kickback if you buy something. So that helps the channel as well. Um, I love Yogananda stuff here. Um, these are some of my recommendations by him. I read this one and this one. These are all my reading lists. Second Coming of Christ. I've heard some excerpts from. Oh my gosh, it's so good. And then the Bhagavad Gita, um, God Talks with Arjuna is incredible as well. I've read some excerpts on that. These two were available in the metaphysics shop when I just went to New Mexico recently. Um, and I almost bought them. I just didn't. It was just like really close to buying them, but they were very thick. And I thought, you know, okay, this is like a, an, a, an investment in time. And so I read Yoga of Jesus and then I did the audio book, um, Autobiography of a Yogi. I actually really recommend the Autobiography of a Yogi, the audio book, because it's so intense and it goes so deep. Um, and I just really like to listen to it rather than try to read and take my own notes, like just kind of get the story out, if you will. Um, and then real quick over there too, just some other things I recommend. Lost Book of Anki, Zachariah Sitchin. This is all of Zachariah Sitchin's works. I honestly think, A, you should read the original texts. So try to read like the original. He puts a bunch of the original tablets in these books, but he also fills in the blanks. So I recommend these for narrative from what I've seen, but I also like to actually read the Enuma Elysian stuff. You can find uh, like Sumerian tablets, Babylonian tablets, the cuneiform tablets, stuff like that online. Um, I know like Harvard has some of them on their website. Yale had some of them um, like scholarly documents where you can go read the PDFs, the original kind of translations or transliterations of them. Um, go check those out. So this 12th, uh, Planet Chronicles is what I'm going to get into next. Right now I'm doing Lost Book of Enki because I'm obsessed with Enki right now. I just think he's so cool and, and a pretty rad god, you know, uh, or Elohim, if you will. So, um, And then Bhagavad Gita, this is all Eastern spirituality. Highly recommend these. I really like this author, too, that, that gives kind of the translation and the narrative, too. Like it explains what you're reading and so if you're just getting into Eastern spirituality and mysticism, um, really, really good to like read one that's not just the text that you can kind of get the story beforehand. And then in the middle of the book, you get the actual sacred text and then you get an explainer at the end. I really like that, especially this Bhagavad Gita translation. Uh, I'm reading the Upanishads and the Dhammapada right now as well. And then there's also a Bhagavad Gita for daily living. If you like devotional type stuff, really, really like that. So um, and then Book of Enoch, I've got the Gnostic Bible is fantastic. I've got all the Gnostic Gospels here. Uh, those are really the ones I'm going to, um, you know, that I continually talk about. So Gospel of Thomas, Gospel of Philip, Gospel of Mary Magdalene, Judas and Jesus, Jesus and Mary. These are, um, you know, some more uh, narratives, you know, on the actual sacred text. Here's the sacred text here. Uh, and then the Gnostic Bible has a ton of stuff. I actually have it right here, literally the same book. Um, and I really, really recommend it. I love it. Um, it's very thick. It's a really nice, like if you like the feel of a Bible, 
this is a great way for you to like get into some of the mystical stuff and understand Gnosticism um, through this Gnostic Bible. Like I said, very, very thick. I really like it. Um, just something I can take with me on travel and stuff and sit there and never run out of reading material. Like I can, again, very similar to like the Bible where you can go through so much. It has some explainers of it. Um, it's got gospel of Thomas in it. It's got, uh, Yeshua praise to the father, the resurrection of Eleazar, the lamb of God, spirit descending like a dove as all of these even fragmented works that you can really start to understand the deeper philosophy of what Jesus was actually teaching in my humble opinion. So y'all go check that out. Thank you guys so much. Um, been on for over an hour today. So I hope that helps. Um, like I said, go grab the t-shirt. 39 bucks right now. I'll pay the shipping. Just drop the shipping code in there. Free ship or ship free, excuse me, ship free. Um, you'll get free shipping on that. You can also hit the website www.cubcooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com uh, to find all the info, all my official socials, everything over there at my website. That is the only official website I have. If it's on that website and it sends you to another page or something like my t-shirt shop, that's fine. But don't trust other people's links in the comments because there's people out there scamming. Always go through cubcooker.com. That's my official verified website for my verified accounts. I'm verified on Instagram, uh, verified on Facebook. Um, I'm, I will be verified soon on TikTok and on YouTube as well. So anyway, but you can find the official socials by going over to that website, www.cubcooker.com. There's a pink banner at the top. Click on whatever social you like, and you can find my official page over there. So love you guys. I hope you have a great, great day. Don't forget, this is all viewer supported. Thank you for your support. Um, I make more content. Every t-shirt I sell, I make more videos. Every member we get in our tribe, I make more videos. Um, every donation I get through the PayPal link, I make more videos. Um, I am I am for profit, so I am not set up as a nonprofit or anything. I don't play that game. I'm for profit. Um, everything you guys buy is all run through my business, and I pay taxes out of everything. I do all the hard work to run this as a business, so I have to have help to do that. But I run it as a content creator business, so that's why it's been such a rough year coming out of more of the traditional business space of selling products and services to other businesses, more of the B2B type thing through marketing. Um, and a year ago, I went completely full-time doing this, trying uh, to make this work. And you guys have helped me with that. So thank you guys. Uh, God bless you. I love you. I'm not doing this for the money, but I've got to buy food um, and get my life to a place where I'm not worried about the money all the time. Um, I can just let it operate and continue to be innovative, continue to do my spiritual stuff, continue to take care of this community. Carrie says, you got to live. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you guys for the support. It really, really means the world to me. Um, and you, and really the rest of the community too, that, that comes here every day to get this type of stuff. So, cause not a lot of people are doing what we're doing. So thank you guys. Um, there's a Spotify, catch this audio episode, send it to a friend or family member. I love you all. Have a fantastic day. God bless you. And I will see you this afternoon. Love you guys. Peace.